0: How are we, the business owner, getting in the way of growing impact and income? It's called being a bottleneck. And today we're going to show you how to remove it so you can get back to growth. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Melanie Benson.
1: I am host of the Amplify Your Success podcast. And I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in
0: the process. What got you here, won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income,
1: influence and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started so we're in business growth mode this month melanie and we've been talking about all sorts of factors that make us strong and capable of growing our reach our influence our income and i guess ultimately our impact so we're going to further that conversation today talking about the bottlenecks in our business because I'm sure I'm not the only one that is a bottleneck in my business every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. I've <laughs> been
0: guilty a few times as well, and it's funny there's that moment where you're like, "Oh, omg, I am being such a bottleneck to my team or to like getting to that next level or to that goal." And I think that's really where we want to start today is all progress starts with truth. There is a moment of awareness that we realize we are not doing the activities. We are not in the role that's going to actually move the needle towards our goals. We are bottlenecking our growth. We're completely clogging up flow and people getting things done. Really, Sam, I think it boils down to recognizing that we are the talent. Most of the people who start their business are the talent. They are the chief entrepreneurial officer, like most Mm -hmm. of us don't resonate with executive officer. We are the chief of this business. We are the catalyst for it getting off the ground and getting where we want it to go. And when we are a bottleneck, we are not growing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we really do need to remember that for us to be able to influence more people, we need to be showing up. We are how I talk about it as the front of stage person, we are the person that is being seen. So the more time that we're spending backstage in our business, the less time that we're being seen, the less time we're able to impact more people. And that's not what we're here for. We didn't get into this type of business to be in the weeds, doing the bookkeeping, putting the funnels together, fighting our automation software for days on end. This is not our, this is not what we should be doing.
0: Yeah, I know there we're probably going to have to have two parts to this episode because I think there's a lot to recognizing where we become bottlenecks, but I will tell you like if you are doing something that someone else could do better, faster or cheaper than you, you're probably bottlenecking your growth. I know for me, Sam, there becomes a moment when I become aware that I am holding like I am a decision maker and I am not making a decision that would free my team up to take something off my plate. And that is a common bottleneck that has occurred throughout my trajectory these last 20 years. Uh, Is there a moment for you when you recognize you're in a bottleneck?
1: It's always when I spend more time than I want doing something. As you know, I've got quite a large team and they're amazing. They're a very empowered team. They really take a lot off my plate. But if I realize that I'm spending a lot of time needing to do a task to hand off to them or to be able to help them to get the task done, then that's an absolute, everyone stop. Let's take a breath. Let's fix this. I don't have time for this and make sure that it doesn't happen again.
0: Hmm. I suspect that's one of our top five bottlenecks we both recognize in our own businesses and our own selves, as well as the clients that we serve. So let's dig in to the top five bottlenecks that are keeping you or me from having the greater reach, the greater impact, and taking that income to the next level, doing activities that other people could or should be doing number one on the list.
1: Let's Absolutely. unpack that one a little bit. This is huge and I think it happens on just about every call that I have with prospective clients. The number one thing they say is, I don't have enough time. And once we start to unpack why they don't have enough time, it is always because they're doing tasks that they should not be doing. I spoke to someone recently that said, I tried to get an email sequence to get set up, and it took her over a week. And I said, oh my <laughs> just no, just no. <laughs> can but I admit we've something, Sam, I' done it at some time. <laughs> I-, I couldn't even
0: tell you how to set up an email. I can barely do a broadcast, let alone a campaign, so uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, definitely an area to hand off. Um, yeah
1: actually hand on heart i have no idea how to do it either (laughs) at least like this is something i guess that has helped us to grow our business is understanding very early if we don't know how to do it just don't (laughs) let someone else deal with it and i Mm -hmm. think off the back of this is when you have handed something off to someone else to do don't get in the way of your team members don't micromanage them And don't hold them back from being in their genius by thinking that you know a better way. I see this Mm -hmm. happening a lot as well. Yeah. A couple of things
0: I see people doing. I got these off my plate a very long time ago. I know I'm probably holding on to other things I shouldn't, but I calendaring, Mm -hmm. you know, doing the day-to-day email support, handling client technology needs, things like that. Like, so get them off your plate, like production, if it's not your genius, you really have to check yourself and say, "Why am I doing this?" But Sam, I think I know why. I'm going to speak for the people who are listening to this. Going, guys or ladies, I should say. <laughs> um, I don't. I think this is a budget thing. Like I don't have the budget to grow my uh-huh. team. So we'll mm-hmm. tackle this in another episode. So keep tuning in. But I just want to say this: if you run the math and you really look at what you could accomplish. If you got some of these, I don't want to call them lower level tasks, but let's just say tasks outside of your genius zone, you would be mind blown at how much of a profit you could achieve by getting them off your plate. The fear is keeping you from outsourcing. The truth is there's profit in getting them off your plate.
1: 100%. Absolutely. So that's that's the first bottleneck. Let's jump into the second bottleneck. And this is not having clear systems and procedures in your business. This is Mm -hmm. a classic case of many bottlenecks in your business if you don't have clear systems and procedures. When did you realize that you needed systems and procedures in your business, Melanie?
0: Well, there was a major shift for me around 2005, I think it was, where my growth could not keep up with my capacity. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I had uh, just hired another coach to come on board and start taking uh, some of the coaching clients. And we were realizing we had a significant amount of mistakes, team breakdowns, things were not getting done the way they needed to get done. And all of a sudden we had this powwow of like, what the heck is happening? And she's like, we don't have documented procedures and systems so that we can let go and know they're going to get done the way you would do them yourself. And Mm -hmm. that was a big turning point for us. Now, I will say creating systems has always been a little bit of struggle. And this is a bottleneck potential for many of us where we slide back into the doing because it's easier to just do it yourself instead Uh of taking the time to document and allow somebody to take it off your plate.
1: I feel like this is the story of, you know, the two people that were cutting down a tree and there was, and they both had a blunt axe and there was one that just spent all day with the blunt axe trying to cut down the tree and the other person stopped and he sharpened his axe and, you know, and sort of beat that person and or cut the tree down sooner. And I feel that this is the same thing that so many people say, I don't have time to stop and do it, where you actually can't afford not to spend the time doing this because the little sprint that you'll do now to create that system and have things flowing perfectly or if not perfectly, business is never perfect, but more smoothly, let's say, will mean that you're just doing a sprint, not running a continuous marathon all day, every day. And if you're running a continuous marathon, you are on the road to burnout. Well sad. well
0: sad. And And I got to say, system creating is not my genius and it never was. So one of the things I've often done is I talk it through with a team member, record it, and then you can have it transcribed into a system or empower them to create the system, document it, and review it to make sure it's right. So if you're like, systems, ah! right. I have a team, I have a a client. She's like, don't use that word. I hate that word. I'm like, okay, (laughs) process, (laughs) (laughs) flow, documentation, what works for you, but it's because she doesn't Uh like creating systems and Uh that's okay. You don't have to like them, but your team is going to do better. So all right, I think we sufficiently covered that. Is there anything else you want to say about systems before we no, move on? No, because I think time?
1: I could do a whole a whole episode on systems because they're just they're the game changer. Just one little thing. You don't need to create the systems in your business. I'm just gonna like drop that little thing there. We'll go back to that in another episode. But if you don't yeah. like systems, it's okay. You don't need to create them. So let's just leave that one there
0: ding, ding, ding.
1: I am going to find yes. a bell.
0: I promise I'm going <laughs> to find a bell for those key points that you like to make. So let's Love talk it. about the next one. And this is, this is actually a profoundly impactful bottleneck if you find yourself in it. And it has to do with the way you're making decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: believe that as expert business owners, our decision-making is the fuel of our success. And there Mm -hmm. becomes a moment when we are given an opportunity to take a step into growth. And what often happens is we let fear take over and we hold back and we don't make the investment because we are being cautious about spending or going into debt. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's a bottleneck. You can't get to the next level because you're not investing in what it would take to get there. And it just breaks my heart when I see super passionate, very driven experts talk themselves out of a growth step because they're trying to justify like not spending money. And I'm like, ah, you're being a bottleneck right now. You can't get where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Sam, mm-hmm. where do you see people playing out this fear of investing in growth in their business?
1: Oh my goodness. I see it in so many different places. I see it in tech, So implementing tech in our business is a time saver. And a lot of people see it as a cost and I don't like to see it as a cost. To me, it's an investment because with any investment we make, we're always, we always need to ask ourselves, what's the return on that investment? So it's actually not a cost. It's not about spending, but it's about what's the return. So the tech that's going to save you time or make sure that a process moves more smoothly or saves your team time, or means that there's less mistakes, all of those things. So tech would be number one. Team, which we've talked about last week, and we've talked about on a few episodes of Next Level Influence, is definitely another area where I find people are too afraid to to bring team members on. Marketing is definitely huge. A lot of people, as things are going bad, they cut their marketing budget, and that's adding a bottleneck because all of a sudden you're doing more in your business and not getting the return. And then the people. So we've got the team people, but also who are you surrounding yourself with? Who is helping you? Who are the the five people that you're surrounding yourself with? Are you in a, a mastermind or, you know, do you need a coach to help you to relieve or alleviate that bottleneck? So I think they're, they're some of the places that I see, but I think that the biggest part here is not to focus on the spend, but to focus on the outcome. Because Mm -hmm. when you focus on the outcome, that completely changes the whole story of what's happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love everything you just said. I just want to lean into the marketing piece for a minute because I agree with all of it. You mentioned cutting back on marketing. There's one other little piece of this that I see happening in, and that is, Talking yourself out of investing in a marketing strategy instead, and so you don't grow. So, I was thinking about people who they say, I don't have any leads, but they won't invest in like sponsoring Mm -hmm. an event, or they're a podcaster, they're not willing to invest in ads for their podcast, or they're not willing to drop some money on Facebook ads or whatever that is. I mean, everybody's, or, or they don't want to pay for a podcast booker to get her, get them on podcast, but they never mm-hmm. had time to get on podcast. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh, uh-huh. So really like, think about the outcome. Where do you need to be six months, a year from now? And what are you needing to invest in to grow? And I love Sam, how you brought this piece in. It's like, what is the result you want? And we'll never know for sure if it's going to work, but what has the best chance of moving you towards that goal? So Mm -hmm. let's move on to number four, because we got a lot we want to cover in today's episode. So spending
1: time on unaligned opportunities. I think this is a huge one that I see with people that want to build their influence, but yes, Going, Melanie. Um, Absolutely,
0: (laughs) we're both wanting to share so much about this. (laughs) Obviously, we both have a lot of experience with being bottlenecks and helping people break free. So, (laughs) but you know, let's let's just talk a little bit more about this, and I think it's it stands for itself. Like you know, that where you invest your time is such an important piece of the puzzle to make sure you have the time bandwidth to move the right objectives forward. If you're spending time on opportunities that are not a good fit, then you will not have the time to invest in the things that will move the needle. So it could Mm. be, you're saying yes to every speaking gig that's coming across your path and you're not really vetting it out. So you're burning a bunch of time on stages that don't have your ideal clients in them. It could be your, you know, getting opportunities to write articles or uh, this came up for me, like everybody and their, their sister wanted me to write a chapter for their book. And I was mm-hmm. flattered because really it's very flattering, right? But at a certain point, I'm like, well, where's this book going? And mm-hmm. who's going to read the book? And do I feel synergistically aligned with other contributors in the book? Because if not, it's not really a good fit as no matter how flattering it is." So just take some time to flush out these opportunities, really vet them and check in. Like, is this getting me in front of audiences that
1: I will find valuable leads and opportunities in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just think that one little thing that you may need to ask yourself, are you bottlenecking yourself on purpose in some of these Mm. opportunities? Are you low key behind the scenes, self-sabotaging or procrastinating so that you don't need to put yourself forward into something you actually know deep down in your core, that is the right thing for you to do. So I just wanted to drop that little, that little thing in there. Nice little uh, wisdom bomb there, Sam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we definitely can unpack that one in great depth because it is a big part of it. So let's talk about number five, not having a plan. Yeah. So we've talked about planning and we'll probably talk about planning a lot more because if you uh-huh. want to grow your influence, you want to take your business to the next level, winging it is not going to cut it. And nope. in my opinion, one of the biggest reasons to have a plan is so you know where to put your time and attention to move towards your goals. Otherwise, again, everybody's going to be a bottleneck because nobody knows where to put their time and attention to move things forward. Absolutely. What's your thoughts on this one?
1: As the CEO, our biggest, the biggest thing that we bring to the table is our vision. That is, Without the vision, we can't move our business forward. We can't, you know, share our genius. We can't impact the amount of people that we want to impact. So it's really important that we do have that clear plan for where the business is going and also being able to take that down one level and let the team know so that they can follow it. We also need to review that plan weekly and monthly. And back again, as the CEO, we need to review this plan weekly. We need to, on our own, before we start to talk to our team, you know, are we achieving the outcomes that we've set out to achieve? Are we, you know, meeting our objectives? And where are we bottlenecking ourselves? Because I guarantee it will be somewhere. We will be bottlenecking ourselves somewhere. So really getting down to the core of what's happening, not looking at the symptoms. You can use the symptoms, but we need to get down to the core reason that things aren't moving or happening as smoothly as we would like them to move. Totally
0: agree with all of that. So let's say someone's starting to recognize they've got one of these bottlenecks or maybe something else is limiting their capacity and their ability to make decisions they're uh, not having the time for what's important. How do they go about
1: removing these bottlenecks? Let's start with your process first, Sam. And I think this goes back to what you very first said at the episode, all progress starts with the truth. So number one, I always have my notepad next to me. like It is always here. because I make notes all day, every day. As soon as it comes into my head, see, great minds think alike. As soon as it comes into my head, it goes straight on the notepad because I don't have the time for it to be in my head. I don't have the capacity to hold all of the things that don't need to be there. We've got too much to be doing in our day. So if there's a bottleneck, I'll write it down. If it's a bottleneck with me, I'll look to see, well, what is the bottleneck? Which team member do I need to speak with? or, you know, what needs to change. We have a process in our team that we've got a Slack channel where as soon as there's a bottleneck, they need to put it in the Slack channel. Same thing, I want it out of their head as quickly as possible in the Slack channel so that at some point, you know, we can discuss it in the team meeting and say, okay, what's a better process for this? Who's got a better idea? So it's constantly about, as soon as there's a bottleneck, get it straight out of your head, into your your tech or onto your piece of paper so that you can go back to it because if you don't acknowledge that it's there it'll hold you up for way 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 too long it'll turn into a a habit yeah
0: Yeah, it'll turn into a
1: habit yeah but that's a very practical analysis of how we deal with it you mentioned to me before we started recording that you've got a process that i'm super keen to learn more about
0: Yeah. So you asked me, what do we do? What do I do to get people unlocked from these habits, from these uh, self-sabotaging patterns? Because that's really a big part of what it is. And I have a two-step process I do with my clients. Obviously, this is done one-on-one when I'm doing private mentoring with my VIP-level clients. But what I do is this. I believe that when we're highly committed and invested in an outcome, we look at what's in the way differently Then if we're looking at it from where we are today, trying to get to an outcome. So Mm -hmm. I like to get to the end and look back on it. Mm -hmm. I'm trained in neuro-linguistic programming and I, I use a technique of future casting. So I take people out into the future of their outcome being real. I anchor that outcome so deeply, profoundly, and impactfully that they can't not pursue that the activities that make that goal real for them. It's a very, very powerful process. And then what I do is I take them back towards today and I ask them what's really in the way. And so we look at those bottlenecks with a different lens, a different perspective, a different energy and frequency of somebody who's already achieved the goal. So now they have a newfound perspective on how to shift those strategies. I have a client I'm working with right now in my inner circle VIP level, and he was so bottlenecked for so long. And I did this process and all of a sudden he'd hired a VA, he'd gotten his calendaring system up. It's like it unlocked his resourcefulness. So that's one of the unique things I do with people who can't shift gears to get out of their own way and shift those bottlenecks because that pattern is so deeply entrenched And it. It really works. So you better want the goal if you're going to do that process with me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I love that so much. Anything that helps people tap into their resourcefulness is To me, that would be one of the most valuable things that anyone could invest in.
0: I agree. Well, Sam, I love this, what we've covered today, and I'm sure people are starting to think to themselves, all right, well, what are some resources? Where should I, you know, well, how can I move this into reality? What's a great resource that you can share with our community today?
1: I've created a resource on how to create a high-performing team for your coaching business, So this resource will help you not just how to hire, but how to hire and not come up with these bottlenecks, hopefully from the beginning and how to move through them. So you can go and get a copy of that, Global forward slash team. And what have you got to share with us this week, Melanie?
0: Well, I'm going to take us into the other angle, and that is getting you so crystal clear about your goal and your outcome that getting rid of the bottlenecks and hiring the right people happens more effortlessly. My seven steps to get booked, get leads, and get five figure clients will help you get that crystal clear outcome of what's possible for yourself. And if you would like that, you just need to go to amplifywithmelanie.com.
1: Love it. And if you're loving these tips that we've shared today, then you definitely want to make sure that you stay connected with both Melanie and myself. Follow us on this platform because we do these shows every single week and we don't want you to miss out. And also tag a friend who you think would benefit from hearing not just today's topic, but all the topics that we talk about on Next Level Influence Show. Yeah, and share the episode and tag us And tell
0: us what you loved about it and what you will put into action so that we get that feedback of what's resonating for you and what's really going to help you achieve that next level of influence. All right, Sam, we'll see you next
1: week. Thanks so much. Ciao.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go,
1: would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.